What's going on, everybody? Hey, it's the week before Christmas, and we have got a lot going on in the world of fantasy football. Welcome back to the Bleed Fantasy Football Show with your humble host, Michael Fabiano. That would be moi. And the man, the myth, the legend, the legendary king, the one, the only, Bob Harris. Bob Harris, how, how did you do in the first round of the playoffs? I know I did not do very well because all of my guys are hurt. I think like most of the playoffs I made, I got the first round by. So uh, probably probably my teams would have That's been dominant. And then next week, next week's teams will be, you know, total trash. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I, you know. Honestly, I'm still in enough, but I got enough going on. I'll I figure everything out when I'm setting my lineups, which I do on Tuesday night, uh, and we'll see how that goes from there. How many how many fewer I get to set this week? Yeah, and honestly, sometimes it's kind of like when you have so many leagues, it's like eh, I don't mind not having to set. You know, more. <laughs> right. so here's what happened with me: I made it in 12 and f- 15 leagues. Okay, I had a first round buy. I want to say like in maybe five, four or five, and the other ones, three of them came down to last night. And uh, Jerry Cantrell beat me mm. in the Allison Chains League by it was less than 10 points. And I, I lost to someone in King's Classic by less than five points. Mm. And then I beat my beloved producer on Sirius XM, uh, Sandra Ronello, by 0.3 points. That's so, cool. you know, you win some, you lose some. Uh, moving on, still got a bunch of leagues left to go, but I'm hurting, Bob. And this is something we're going to talk about throughout the program is the injuries. It's just been insane. And people need help out there. We got to help them to audible pivot off of guys like Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase, etc. Uh, but first, Bob, all the major sports are in action this week with college football playoffs. They're ready to kick off. I know Bob loves college football big time. Uh, Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get that action. Get all that action. See all the updated information, the updated odds for the entire week. Uh, The promo code that you can use is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. That will help you receive 50% off uh, on a welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So before we get into the injuries and waiver wire and bobbing for bargains, let's talk about the game on Monday night. And to Mm -hmm. be honest with you, Bob, it was a very surprising game. First off, the Seahawks beat the Eagles with Drew Locke under center, which is great for me as a Cowboys fan after we got our hand, our, our asses handed to us in Buffalo. But from a fantasy perspective, this game went completely sideways, right? It went yeah. completely sideways. Let's start off with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts had a good fantasy game because he rushed for two touchdowns on the, the brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. But as a passer, he threw for 143 and had no touchdowns, had two interceptions. Uh, he was also dealing with an illness and the weather was not great. Seattle's defense is not great. The highest scoring non Jalen hurts player on the Eagles was AJ Brown, 10.6 points. That's it. Not good. Devonte Smith had 10, not great. Dallas Goddard had seven. Deandre Swift got a lot of burn, but he only had 9.5 points, but he got tackled at the goal line a couple of times. Right. So it could have been way better. Um, do we have any concern? The Eagles have the Giants coming up at home. So, I mean, we're starting Isn't all it? our Eagles for the most part. Uh, any concern about A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, considering that look at the numbers lately, especially for A.J. Brown, that they haven't been as good as they were in the first half. No, I mean, the odds you'll have a player with uh, 
similar or close to the similar upside as AJ Brown sitting on your bench waiting to replace him is is like very slim. So uh, you know that's that's where we're at right now. You're you're kind of you're kind of rounded in. You're kind of locked into the guys that got you there, uh, unless somebody suddenly emerges or injury forces you to make a change. And I don't think I, I do think in the case of AJ Brown, very good player. Jalen Hurts, very good player. You would think of course correction coming. Giants have been playing a little better of late. You know, it's not not a walkover at least going against their defense. But I do expect a course correction here at some point with all those pieces. I was uh, honestly encouraged by Swift's usage, uh, right. less so by the results because Seattle had not had been fairly generous to running backs and fantasy Barely. perspective. So, mm-hmm. so I was a little bit surprised that he got that much bandwidth and was not able to cash in above but like you said just short of the goal line a couple times and uh and so that's that's probably the difference i was more excited and enthused by what we saw from kenneth walker the third and it's just another reminder fabs matchups are part of the equation we tend to in our mind boil everything down to a single variable okay here's kenneth walker he's playing against the eagles oh that's really tough and we think back and we start you know adding in the concerns about this timeshare and everything. And those are all legitimate, right? And then the concern about the matchup are legitimate, but man, when you have a good player and he's going to get the full workload, uh, that's what can happen with a guy like Kenneth Walker. He'll break one off and and deliver something. That's what I think. That's why I prefer him, you know, to Charbonnet. I know a lot of people think, wow, Charbonnet gets more snaps. Does this Walker is the breakaway threat there. Yeah. He, he's, he's definitely the better of the two backs. Uh, I, I think he's been um, all season long. Uh, he's had to deal with some injuries, but, that was part of what went sideways last night uh, on Monday night because the Eagles are really good against the run. And Ken right. Walker had 20 points. He had a touchdown. You know, he had over 100 scrimmage yards. And what went sideways also is the Eagles are bad against the wide receivers. Right. Now, Jackson Smith and Jigba had a good game, 14.8 points. He had that touchdown late <laughs> in the game that ended up winning it for Seattle. But DK Metcalf have 12.8 points. I mean, it's okay. Tyler Lockett, he stinks, man. Right. 5.1 points. It's- he can't even. I, I mean, listen. In fantasy, he's just yeah, he's total boom bust, right? I, I think yeah, he's he, was inter- it was interesting going in because you knew that the I mean, the Eagles have been susceptible to everything, but especially susceptible to over the middle stuff, and that's where he preyed on them. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic job. Had yeah. super nice catch to end the game as well. And Drew Lock and all the drama, you know, leading up to the to the kickoff was you know very interesting, uh, unusual that you would dress out a guy and not play him, dress your starter and not play him, but. Maybe the conditions, whatever. Uh, but Drew Locke, it's what we talked about going into the game. I think both of us all week was like, didn't really care who the quarterback was. We thought it would be, you know, the receiving assets would be perfectly fine because it's such a favorable matchup. Turns out it was the Kenneth Walker show. Yeah, on on both sides, the wide receivers were big time disappointments. And the guy who has probably started the least out of the group, Smith and Jigba, ended up having the best game. Yep. And, you know, he had a, he had the touchdown. And that's why he had a good game. So uh, not, not great. Um, Seattle. As I mean, boy, you want to talk about a team that's, you know, that's sort of up and down, uh, both in terms of on the field and from a fantasy perspective, uh, Ken Walker was not a great play, but like you said, you know, sometimes you play a guy based on need, based on talent, and he ended up putting up uh, a pretty good stat line. Mm-hmm. They've got the Titans coming up next week. So, uh, another, another pretty decent matchup for the wide receivers. Let's see if they can bounce back. Uh, all right, let's move on to the injuries. There's so many, Bob, it's, it's just Honestly, it was one of the most disheartening weeks that I've ever experienced in fantasy football because I have such good teams and you just can't, you, you can't replace these guys that are, that you're losing. You can't replace Tyreek. You can't replace Chase, Chase. You can't replace Keenan Allen. You can't replace, you know, Josh Jacobs, uh, all Michael those Pittman. Good job. 
Michael Pittman. I mean, it's it's Chris Olave got hurt too. So these are the guys that we're, you know, we're concerned about. I, I have a feeling that Tyreek will play. I think they held him out because he was playing the Jets and the Dolphins figured they could beat the Jets at home, but they got the Cowboys coming up. They'd rather have Tyreek Greater for that game. And I was actually talking to Tracy Wolfson from CBS Sports. She did the Dolphins-Jets game, and she said most of the reporters thought he was going to play based on what he was doing in pregame warmups, and then they decided to err on the side of caution. So I think we'll get Tyreek back. So if you held on to him, and uh, or, or I mean, if you held on without him uh, last week and won, you should get him back. Jamar Chase is probably not going to play again. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play again this season. Uh, I don't, I know that he's got a multi-week injury with the shoulder Keenan Allen, who knows the charges are out of it. So I don't know if he's going to want to come back or not. Uh, Michael Pittman jr. With the nasty hit that ended up in the suspension of the, the defensive player who, who, who hit him. Okay, Casey yeah. done for the year. That's it. It yeah. through the playoffs, right? No more this year. So, so, and no paycheck either. So that was a very costly hit, uh, for him. Uh, we don't know if Pittman's going to be back. Chris Olave missed a game last week. We're not sure if he's going to be back. Um, New Orleans, certainly Derek Carr, I guess, didn't need him. He had one of his best games of the year without Thomas and Olave, but that's you know neither here nor there. And then Zach Moss. Maybe Jonathan Taylor comes back this week. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure if Zach Moss is going to be able to go this week. We, we really don't know. But if Jonathan Taylor is able to return and you have him, you know, maybe maybe you get a gift before Christmas. Entirely possible, right? And, uh, and so, well, I, I, I thought Taylor was close. By the way, I think Michael Thomas could be eligible to return this week. So we'll see if that changes anything there, and we'll see what's up with the Lave too. It's, uh, it was interesting how the – I mean, Alvin Kamara led the way on that receiving core. Juwan Johnson finally shows up about five years after we all – Yeah, I'm, I'm never – I would never play him ever. I would never pick him up. I played him twice this year when he was in good spots, and he did nothing. And then everybody's off him. He scores a touchdown. Fantasy gods are cruel. Yeah, he's in the doghouse. Uh, he's definitely in the doghouse. Bob Harris. Yes, sir. It's that time of the week. Is it? Bob in for bargains. Bob Harris is going to give us two or three players who maybe aren't on the radar that you can grab off the waiver wire. Uh, and then we'll go through all of the waiver wire options for your week 16 semifinals in the fantasy playoffs. Bob, what say you? I think all, all the the Bob and Provarga type plays this week are kind of provisional plays, like insurance policy plays. I think most of them are focused on the Colts. So whether it's uh, DJ Montgomery, a practice squad player who came and led the team in receiving, I think he, he was ahead of Isaiah McKenzie, who was a healthy scratch. So I think it's safe to say he would have a role if Michael Pittman doesn't go. This, this is emergency stuff, people. That's why they're bargains. But same team. I mean, Zach Moss says he's going to try. We don't know about Jonathan Taylor. Go out and put in a bid on Trey Sermon and or Tyler Goodson. Trey Sermon first in that order because Goodson came up from the practice squad. Had a great game, right? I mean, just ended up splitting, what, 13. They, they, they shared, what, there was 28 to 18 snaps. So Sermon led the way. He's the guy that's been on the regular roster. I'd go there first. And also, one last one, if you're like totally desperation, it turns out the tight ends are the leading receivers for Arizona, no matter what. Trey McBride's a little nicked up. If there's any indication that he's going to miss time, and at this point there isn't, he made it back into the game. But Elijah Higgins is the next man. Out of Murray's 26 pass completions Sunday, only four were caught by wide receivers. Four. The rest were tight ends. All three tight ends. And McBride, Elijah Higgins, and Jeff Swain, who was injured in the game, yeah, he got hurt, yeah. second and third. So, yeah. And Higgins did catch a touchdown. Look, you're not out there hoping for this, but if you get in dire straits and you know, there are people out there making blocking moves on our serious XM show, we're taking mm -hmm. calls from people. Hey, is this a good blocking move? I mean, people are playing a little, uh, a little next dimension. It's a little more chess than checkers here, people. So uh, yeah. be ready to pivot if you need to. 
All right, some of the more um, notable players. Uh, we'll start off with the quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Two 20-point games in a row, and he's got Jacksonville coming up next. That's I it, will man. say this. Baker Mayfield typically produces when we don't expect it. When we do expect <laughs> it, maybe it goes the other way. I'm just saying, but <laughs> he's got a really good matchup this week. Uh, we've talked about Jake Browning. I mean, 19-plus points in, what, three straight games. He's yep. been very good in terms of the replacing of Joe Burrow. And uh, no Jamar Chase, that's going to hurt. He's got the Steelers this week. Not a great matchup, but uh, worth a roster spot. Joe Flacco as well, who, uh, listen, I mean, he's averaging over 17 points in his three starts with the Browns. They've got Houston this week. So Flacco, the old man, off the couch and into your starting lineup. And for 900 gonna, yards over the first three games. I know. He's chucking it, man. And David Njoku, geez, the ways He loves throwing to his tight ends. Uh, we're going to talk about some backup quarterbacks later in the show because all of a sudden – they're playing really well from a fantasy perspective. Uh, the running backs, we told you about Ty Chandler last week. If he's still out there, change leagues because it's not competitive enough, but uh, he needs to be added. Zamir White also needs to be added uh, across the board against uh, the Raiders have the Chiefs this week. I don't know if Jacobs is going to come back and play. I don't know if he's going to be back this season, uh, but Zamir White looked pretty good uh, against the Chargers. Clyde Edwards-Zalaire is on the list, but it looks like Isaiah Pacheco is going to come back this week. Thank God. So Andy Reid thinks he is. That's for sure. I mean, right. he's talking so, about this since last week. So we should be okay there. Uh, Bob mentioned Trey Sermon as well uh, as an add off the waiver wire. Uh, Tyler Goodson also. But maybe Jonathan Taylor comes back. Maybe Moss is okay. Keep tabs on the status of those players uh, going into the week at wide receiver. Uh, well, I, I guess the number one guy is Noah Brown, who had a huge game, eight catches, 82 yards, had a ton of targets from Case Keenum last week. Problem is, They've got the Browns this week. It's not a good matchup. And if Nico Collins comes back, well, uh, Noah Brown loses a little bit of his luster. Joshua Palmer had a big game last Thursday, over 21 fantasy points. Could end up being the number one wide receiver for the Chargers the rest of the season if Keenan Allen does not return. Uh, not a great matchup this week. Remember, there's games on Saturday, two games on Saturday, um, which is Christmas Eve Eve. And three uh, but, on Monday. And there's three on Monday on Christmas Day. That's right. So, uh, Josh Palmer is going to be worth an ad. Not sure if I'd play him this week, but certainly worth a look off the wire. Um, Curtis Samuel had a couple of touchdowns this past week. Not a great matchup though this week against the Jets. And um, Demarcus Robinson had a touchdown. He's been very good lately, although Tutu Atwell looks like he'll be back. And then Dontavian Wicks, also of the Packers, uh, with Jaden Reed a little bit banged up. Uh, he could be worth an ad off the wire. But again, not a great matchup against Carolina. Tight ends thin. Hunter Henry, though. I, listen, I mean, three touchdowns in his last two games, but he did leave the game against the Chiefs a little dinged with a knee. He downplayed so, it after the game, so we'll right. see. Uh, watch practice reports. But he's got Denver this week. I mean, there is not a better matchup out there than the Broncos for a tight end. So, According to Sam uh, Laporte, it's damn near untouched. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tucker Kraft is also worth a look. I don't love his matchup against Carolina this week, but he has scored double-digit in two straight games. He had a touchdown last week. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's not cutting time folks. There's not going to be a lot of great options out there, especially at what is already a very thin position. Uh, so those are going to be your top options off the waiver wire for week 16. Now, Bob, we got to get into, uh, a little bit of the quarterback situation. Normally we use this segment to talk about backfield usage. I, I think this is more important this week because we, we are seeing backup quarterbacks and, far lesser valuable fantasy quarterbacks putting up better numbers than the elite at the position. Let me give you a little bit of a, of a um, rundown here. This is combined points in the last two weeks. 
Baker Mayfield is the QB two in the last two weeks. That's insane. It's Baker Mayfield, folks. He's the QB two. And he's got the Jags this week. Jake Browning is the QB four in the last two weeks. QB four. Matt Stafford is the QB five in the last two weeks. And Matt Stafford's in the top five in the last four weeks. And Stafford was bad the first half of the season. Joe Flacco, Bob mentioned off the couch. He's the QB six in the last two weeks. <clears throat> Gardner Minshew and his mustache and his, and his van that he sleeps in, in Tampa in the off season. He's the QB nine. The QB 11 is Mitch Trubisky. He just got benched for Mason Rudolph. And the QB 12 is Desmond Ritter, who just got benched for a hit. Hit him with the Heineke, Taylor Heineke. Quarter, backup quarterbacks have been much better than we could have anticipated. Now, with that being said, we've had some big-name quarterbacks in that same time frame who have not lived up to expectations. And you guys know I've been crapping on Mahomes for a month and a half. And it's not Mahomes. It's not his fault. His receivers stink. They drop the ball. It bounces off their hands into the defender. Kadarius Tony should be playing in the XFL if that still even exists. In the last two weeks, this is crazy. In the last two weeks, Bob Harris, oh my God. Patrick Mahomes, okay, Patrick Mahomes, guys, you know, one of the elite quarterbacks and fans, but last two weeks is the QB 19. He's got fewer points than Bailey Zappi, Aiden O'Connell, Will Levis, Derek Carr, and the 12 guys, uh, the, the guys I just mentioned in the top 12, okay? This week, if you look at the matchups, Bob, for backup quarterbacks who are now in the fantasy spotlight, there's not a lot of great ones. O'Connell's there's one. Got, oh, yes, Mayfield mm -hmm. against yeah. the Jags. O'Connell's got the Chiefs. That arrowhead, not a great matchup. I, don't, I know Easton Stick had a mm. top 13 performance last week. I cannot trust him against Buffalo. I can't. Uh, Mason Rudolph, no, I'm not going there. Jake Browning's got the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Not a no great matchup. No make a Fitzpatrick, though. <clears throat> right. That helps. Gardner Minshew's got Atlanta. And Atlanta's defense is good. Right. Joe Flacco's got Houston. Ding! Light goes on there for Joe Flacco. Nick Mullins has got Detroit. Ding! The light goes on there. Why? It's a good matchup. Okay. Um, we mentioned Baker. I want to say, like, I think we're at a point in in where we have to just acknowledge that. And, and I, you know, I want to credit Jeff Manns for this. Uh, my our colleague on Sirius XM. We were talking about it on the pregame show the other day. Is like in the past, journeyman quarterbacks remain journeyman quarterbacks because they would go out and you know work with just a pretty average receiving core. All the guys that we're seeing excel or being drug along for the most part by, by high end receiving cores. Uh, and we've seen, you know, part of Baker, Baker Mayfield's rise last two weeks has been the return of Chris Godwin, the prominence Mike Evans also there had a great game last week, not so much the week before, but uh, you look at Browning has a fantastic receiving core. Granted chase is going to be out and that maybe that's a limiting factor for him. And maybe you're deciding between some of these other pieces. You look at Nick mm -hmm. Mullins. Wow. All of his pieces are, uh, are working right now. Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison had a great game. TJ Hawkins is there. So I think that's made a difference is just the overall quality of receiving cores can raise the level of play of their quarterback or drag an average quarterback uh, to above average. So now the question, Bob is, and, and again, like we, 
Tommy DeVito has outscored Patrick Mahomes in two of the last four weekends where they've both played. And Mahomes has not been great. Josh Allen, he did nothing against the Cowboys. It was no. because you know, we couldn't stop James the run. Uh, right. So that, that's kind of an outlier. Josh Allen's the guy you're going to be starting every single week. But out of the backup quarterbacks, Bob, are the guys, you know, like who are fantasy backups or guys who have had to start because their number one is down. Which of them do you have the most faith in this week in the fantasy playoffs? Because I feel like now I can't just say, you know, Baker Mayfield. Oh, I'm not starting Baker Mayfield in the second. You know, oh, I'm, I'm not. No way I'm starting Aiden O'Connell in the play. Wait a minute. Easton Stick. I, what? These guys are producing. What backup type quarterbacks, Bob, besides Baker, who we've talked about, like are worth starting this week? Like, and I'm not talking about Superflex. I'm talking about a traditional 12-team league, 14-team league, whatever the case may be. Ba- Baker's at the top of the list. Worth starting? Baker's definitely at the top of the list. I think Joe Flacco against the Texans is on that list as well. I want to say that probably Gardner Minshew, I don't like the matchup as much this week. I'm not going to play Mason Rudolph. not going to play Taylor Heineke uh, this week. Probably not going to push that. Could play Aiden O'Connell. It's not a great matchup. But again, look at the receiving core and the talent there. Uh, and there's something to that. I mean, Jake Browning, you're probably still going to play. Just realize there's maybe a little cap on his ceiling without Jamar Chase. But I think all, all right. these guys are viable plays. What about Nick Mullins? Nick yeah, Mullins, Nick Mullins too. For sure. Nick Mullins. I'm sorry, I left him off the points. list. I should have mentioned him. He's like, he's right up there. He's probably third on my list. After Mayfield and Flacco is probably Mullins. And listen, you know, I mean, there's people out there who are going to say, oh, well, you know, you're, you're, you're burying yourself starting these guys, but you're not. They're putting up good numbers. It's crazy. There are times where we get to a point where we're, we're just playing a name. We're not paying attention to numbers. We're playing, we're playing the name of the draft capital we invested. And, and, you know, while I'll fully acknowledge part of the reason we play names is those names come with history, right? And in Patrick Mahomes case, it's a fantastic history. The shorter term history has not been great. And it's not been like spike weeks. It's been a consistent, a uh, consistent struggle for him. And it's pretty obvious why is his receiving core is not talented enough to, you know, for him to, to leverage to be the full Patrick Mahomes. So no, no knock on Patrick Mahomes. And next year, I'm sure he'll be better. He'll also be cheaper in your drafts, people. That's one of the huge disappointments, right? You drafted him as a top three player. The other two you drafted is in that top three are one and two this year. Right, yeah. right up there, and Mahomes is outside that. So, so yeah, I think you know you're making tough decisions. You only get one game now when you're in the playoffs. And again, fantasy football, a game of probabilities, not certainties. You're mm-hmm. weighing the probabilities, looking at recent streaks, looking at matchups, looking at all the pieces. And the history should be a factor. It shouldn't be your overriding factor. And let's also keep in mind there are some high end quarterbacks this week that don't have great matchups. Lamar's got the Niners. And in that same game, obviously, Purdy's got the Ram, uh, the Ravens. That's not a great matchup. You know, not that I don't know if you can sit Purdy. I mean, that guy's red hot not. right now. So you're probably going to be playing him. But, you know, there are some quarterbacks. I mean, the Raiders are not awful against against quarterbacks. It, Mahomes this week, you know, it's a home game. Um, Russell's not an elite quarterback, but he's got New England this week. That's That, that kind of takes him out of the equation for me. Um, Matthew Stafford has New Orleans. Who has got the Cowboys? I mean, listen, the Cowboys defense. I know the Cowboys defense better come out on the road. Salty on the road. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. They're a different team. Different team. I get it. I get it. it. But it's still, you know, uh, it's not a great matchup. Let's put it that way. Um, 
Kyler's got Chicago and Chicago has been really good defensively the last like month or so. And it's in Chicago at soldier field. So that's not like what I would call, Oh yeah, I'm going to jump on that matchup. I, I don't, I don't see that. You know, Jordan Love's been good, but he's got Carolina this week on the road. That's not a great matchup. So probably still probably still playing him though, depending on you know, he, he can be limited with weapons too. We'll see what happens with Jaden Reed. Right. Jaden uh, Reed hurt. Know, Christian, Christian Watson hurt. Right. So um yeah. But uh, folks, you can't be afraid to start some of these quarterbacks. Like it's I know it's crazy. Trust me. I, I can't I can't even wrap my damn brain around it. But it is what it is. Um, Bob, let's get into must start or get smart. And there's a lot of big names on this list, a lot. And I'm going to start with Patrick Mahomes. And listen, I, I'm, I don't pat myself on the back very often, but I told you, I've been telling you for a, a month and a half, he's not an elite quarterback anymore. And he's not. Another week outside of the top 12 last week. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Must start or get smart. You must get smart. <laughs> I mean, it's he's obviously not a must start anymore. I mean, just like at this point in the season when every game matters. I, I mean, you know, don't go crazy. Don't you know? I would go crazy, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely playing, playing the probabilities, and the probabilities are he's not going to be a high end producer. He's going to be down well below twenty points. And uh, with that, the quarterbacks that I might play over him this week. All right. I'm still going to play Dak over him, even though Dak had a bad game last week. I'm still playing Dak over, and I'm talking about quarterbacks that I that I can legitimately have. Right. Like, I don't have Mahomes and Hurts. I don't have Mahomes and Allen. How about Mayfield? You playing Mayfield over him this week? Oh. I, you know, it, it, it's it's do it. It's something you got to think about, which is crazy. How about Jared Goff on the road in Minnesota, but indoors? No, probably Mahomes. I'm probably Purdy. I'm going Purdy over Mahomes. No sure. question about that. Stafford, How about Stafford? Stafford from New Orleans, though. Their defense is good. Right. So I'd probably go Mahomes there. I'd go Mahomes. CJ Stroud. Over. Who? CJ Stroud against the Cleveland defense if he plays. No, I'm going Mahomes. And well, is Stroud even playing? We don't even know. We don't know for sure. I'm just speculating. If he were to play against that Cleveland defense. Yeah. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has got Tampa this week. Yeah. I, but but he's also now in concussion protocol. Yep. So I don't know if he's gonna play, which would suck because that's a great matchup. It's a great matchup for the Jags offense. Uh, so listen, I, I mean, there's play, Joe Flacco. I mean, I don't know if I can go there. And I made the joke last week. I said, hey, guys, you know, don't come out and tell me y'all fabs. You told me to start, uh, you know, Flacco over Mahomes. No, I said to Sid Mahomes, if you have a good quarterback, but the joke is on me. Mahomes was better than uh, was Flacco was better than Mahomes again. Flacco's averaging 18 and a half points a game since he re returned to the NFL. And since yeah. week 10, Patrick Mahomes is averaging 16 points a game. Just that's where we're at. Yeah. Uh, all right. Austin it. Eckler. I'm not going to say anything bad about Austin because he's my pal. Well, let me go ahead. Well, no, I'm not saying anything bad. It just, it looks like he's, he's hit the cliff and I hope he proves me wrong at some point uh, over the next few games. I don't know that he'll get the chance. There's all kinds of tumult there. Got a coaching change. Uh, not sure if Keenan Allen is going to be back. And, and clearly, you know, they're they're probably going to be making adjustments and maybe looking at other players. The offensive line play hasn't been great. So you're getting smart. Uh, you know, play Austin Eckler for what he is right now. Uh, I, I trust him as maybe a flex. Derrick Henry, must start or get smart? We get may smart. disagree on this one. Get smart. I mean, it's so look at your options. Weigh them out carefully. This week, Seattle. Oh, last week, uh, Houston, I know, the I know, I know, but Seattle's been worse. And 
I know Henry killed me in in a guillotine league. Uh, I'm still alive, but he killed me. Um, he had 18 plus points in the three previous games, and Seattle's not good against running backs. I'm still playing Derrick Henry. Um, I mean, I'm going to get smart. I'm looking at me. He's still in the, you know, he's still probably a running back two range, but maybe you have had some players that have risen up. Maybe you have a choice between a, a Jalen Warren and him and, you know, in a, in a matchup against the Bengals. I don't know. It's, it's worth thinking. Saquon Barkley stinker last week. He's had three stinkers in the last five games. He's got the Eagles. Now you might say, well, Fabs, Ken Walker ate him up. That was on the road. Their defense is way tougher at home. Saquon Barkley, Bob, <clears throat> must start or get smart. I'm probably not going to have options to have that locked in volume. That's and so that's going back to Henry. That's one of the issues. I mean, if I was sure Derrick Henry was getting all the snaps, it'd be an easy call. Tyje Spears getting more snaps seems like on a weekly basis. They're, they're, it's at least a 50-50 share or close to that range. So uh, that's my concern with Henry. And that's why I'm thinking it through before I uh, before I auto start him. Uh, but but Barkley, that's not the case. I'm auto starting that volume. Uh, Javante Williams, who's, I mean, really had one good game in the last month. Uh, he's got New England this week in Denver. And uh, the Broncos are wearing the uh, the, the snow-capped white helmets, which are glorious. Um, Bob, what do you think? Javante, uh, must start or get smart? Get smart. I mean, you know, I thought last week was a tough matchup, so I knew that, you know, maybe the outcomes wouldn't be great. It was worse than I expected. And mostly because, I mean, look, Jaleel McLaughlin started that game. Not that, you know, I'm sure it was just a – a personnel or a formational right. kind of thing, but still it, I think we're kind of back to the possibility we're dealing with a, a murky three-man committee. And I don't like those. I, I can't believe I got to mention this name because typically this guy is among the elite. Most weeks he's given you double digit points and earlier in the season, you, we were good lately. Stefan Diggs has been held under nine points in four of his last five games. Four of his last five. Now, he's got he's got the Chargers this week, and that's a really good matchup. So, Bob Harris, must start or get smart? Um, He's a must start for me. I want to play the leading piece of that offense and hope that the that things get corrected. But it's not probably coincidental that, you know, the 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 skid is kind of coincidental with Joe Brady. Uh, taking over as offensive coordinator, or the bulk of it has been. So it's a concern, but uh, you have better players. And part of this is going to be, you know, each individual has their levels of risk tolerance and their willingness to uh, get past, you know, a big game from any of those pieces, any of those players we talked about, whether it's Mahomes, Henry, whatever, you have to realize that, you know, on that range of possible outcomes is them having a super dominant performance. They haven't had one, but those games are in them. And and I think of most of the reason we start these players over the course of time is because we fear missing out on that huge performance. And meanwhile, other guys are outperforming the guys that were sticking in there because they're not getting that big performance. So it's the same with Stefan Diggs, but I do think the, the range of outcomes is it tends to be higher for him. Uh, Puka Nakua, he was a disappointment last week against the commanders. Only gave us 10 points. Like I, I was expecting 15, 16, uh, was not great. Uh, he has scored single digit points in three of his last seven, uh, fewer than 11 in uh, four of his last seven. Cooper Cup has kind of retaken the mantle there as the number one wide receiver for the Rams. Saints this week, Thursday night, really bad matchup. Saints defense is tough. Puka Nakua, must start or get smart. I'm probably going to start him, but you should probably be smart and gauge your, gauge your options. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the range of players that I, you know, like maybe Chris Goodwin, Godwin is a decision you're going to have to make. And he's on a little bit of a roll. It's a super favorable matchup. That might be an interesting decision. Uh, finally, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, 
and he's normally been good. I mean, so I can't, I can't really like, you know, come on here and shame him, but he did score 6.7 points against the Cardinals and you got Baltimore coming up next. Must start. Must start. Okay. Quickly, decisively. That's what we get when the legendary King Bob Harris uh, talks about fantasy football. Uh, Bob, so we've got the playoffs coming up round two. Make sure you put in your waiver claims. Uh, and Bob made a good point. He was talking about this at the beginning of the show. Make sure you know who your opponent is. Make sure you see what they need. And don't be afraid to block them. I, right. It's part of the game. It's look part at, of the game. Look at your bench in a different way. Look at your bench as if you're playing a one game. So, like, let's say you have Marquise Brown sitting on the end of your bench. We don't know when he's coming back. He got hurt in this game and he hasn't been very productive. Go ahead and move on. Right? You need one game, people. And if you want to block somebody for one game and one of those pieces that you're not going to be able to play this week, well, you'll figure it out next week when you get through. And one other thing, too, for those of you who got knocked out because your your team went to hell because of the injuries, I'm right there with you. I'm sure Bob's got a few teams that are that are right there, too. In Scott Fish, I have been rolling all year long. You know who I lost in Scott Fish this week? Jacobs, Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase. I lost Joe Burrow earlier in the season. I'm done. I, I don't think I'm going to advance now. This is why they made daily fantasy sports, people. Right. <laughs> uh, all the things that are wrong right. with season long, whether it's a crappy draft, whether it's injuries and attrition, or just a season that went sideways, uh, you know, due to the volatility of the NFL. Go dive into the DFS, uh, set yourself up a tournament lineup. Nothing makes me happier than having a handful of tournament lineup lottery tickets while I watch the games on a, any given Sunday. So, or, you know, build a bankroll, play in cash games, head to head, 50 50s, a ton of fun. Yeah. And make sure you're looking at the matchups for the defenses as well. Unless you have an elite defense. I mean, hell, I don't think you should play the Cowboys this week against Miami. You know, Denver's got a great matchup. The Eagles have a great matchup. Uh, play those matchups at the defensive side. And um, again, stay active, whether you're helping your own team or trying to block your opponent, stay active because it's not cutting time. We've got one more week and then it's time for the fantasy football championship week. So uh, to everybody out there who is still alive, congratulations to those of you who got knocked out. There's always next year. And Bob said, there's always DFS and the you know, DFS at, least lobbies. Blame it. at least I can always blame it on injuries this year. I'm like, well, all my guys got hurt. So what am I going to do? Uh, make sure you come back. We are going to do one more podcast this week. Uh, Thursday, we'll be previewing Thursday night's game. And we've also got an entire weekend of previews. Remember, you've got two Saturday games. You've got three games on Christmas Day. Uh, so make sure you come back and check us out. Thanks again for listening to the Believe Fantasy Football Show presented by Bet Online For the great Bob Harris, our guy Toss, who's behind the virtual glass. And uh, we didn't want to have him come on today because he's been crying the whole time. Uh, because the Cowboys got their asses kicked. And yes, I've shed a few tears as well. Uh, for the legendary King Bob Harris, I am Fabs. Hit those waiver wires. We will see you on Thursday. <laughs>